was um was was a uh, vine hooker Vine hooker or something Vien like that Hurker, Vint hooker winery and that was in Arkansas as well yes it was and now we just passed Toad Suck Park <laughs> it's Toad oh Toad I was thinking like a little frog I mean same thing basically yeah road trip we are how do you feel about taking a road trip I love it I think it's fun yeah I, to me it's a lot less stressful than uh, flying I don't care for flying oh I don't either hello and welcome to not for nothing I'm Kyle Leon Henderson and we are in the car I'm here today with Ethan Howard Ham hello hello we come to you live from my Chevy Cruze because we decided that, as everyone knows, my father passed away in September, and it would not—I w- I wasn't gonna not come home for Christmas to see the family. I, I knew that that had to happen. Um, I was gonna fly, but then Ethan's job shut down because you know, 2020, it's COVID, and so he was able to go home, and we decided to just drive drive across the country from Los Angeles to Alabama and that's what we're doing we are now currently in Arkansas as of this recording yes we are almost to Little Rock I think Uh, I don't think we're quite there but we're going to be passing through shortly and then we'll probably stop to get some food after we get through Little Rock Um, and just keep on trucking yeah we'll be home by the end of the day and um I feel like we've had a pretty successful road trip, don't you think? Yeah, the only, uh, it, it only got a little hairy when we awoke this morning to find record snowfall in Oklahoma. Well, we, mom had asked me last night, did we have any weather or anything? And she, I told her, I said, no, we, we've not hit anything, whatever. And we had planned to get up early and, you know, have our breakfast and get on the road today. And I go to open the window and um, I look out and the ground is covered with snow. And at first I thought, oh, how pretty. How, that's beautiful. And Christmas and, you know, having all the feels. And then I'm like, oh, we're in a car. Yep. We're in a car that is not uh, built for snow travel. Um, and we're also in a car not built for snow travel with tires that are not new. It was it was touch and go for about I'd say two hours. Yeah, um, I was driving, and you've been driving for most of this trip, but um, I was driving that day because I am a little bit of a control freak when things are uncertain. Uh, and I, hmm, how do we say it? When, uh, when things are out of my control. You lose your temper and freak out? Yeah, there you go. Cool, cool, cool. I mean, we all know, we, you have to know thyself. Isn't that what Socrates says or somebody who's, somebody. who's important says? you got to know yourself. Yeah. So, that's where we're at. 
We, but we did. We, um, we were, we didn't know if we were going to stop because we probably should have stopped. I mean, I don't, you know, we say we should have stopped, but we got through it. So should we have stopped? I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I think, yes, we should have stopped (laughs) because there were a couple of times that the car slid sideways. Um... Sorry to anybody who worries about us who might listen to this podcast, but we we got but like like you said, we got through it. Yeah. We got through it and now we're still we actually picked up some time. We did somehow. Well, I mean, you know, the speed limits on uh on the 40 these long stretches between the major cities, the speed limit is already fairly high. So if you just push it a little bit further, then you can pick up a couple of minutes here and there. And again, for anybody who worries about us, we did. For two hours, I drove 30 miles an hour um, with my flashers on. On the freeway. Like, not even, like, just on city streets. Like, on the interstate. It was going about 35, 40 miles an hour. Yeah, so, I mean, we got through it. We did, we did what we had to do to do it safely. But we got through it. So now that we can see the the blizzard, I mean, and it was, we looked on the on the map. We thought, oh, snow, and then it got worse, then it got worse, then it got worse, and then you found things that said this was the record snowfall in a blizzard in Oklahoma. Well, it, all I saw was that it was record snowfall for this time of year in Oklahoma. Well, and you know, we we finally had to like, you know, you finally accept what the reality is. We were on the interstate, and we finally accepted, oh, this is a full-fledged blizzard. We're driving in it, so. Yeah, I, I was thinking about it as we were driving through it, and I was like, what if we were to, like, check the news tomorrow, or even just later tonight, and it would say, like, you know, Oklahoma City smashed by record blizzard, and we were like, we were in that and driving. Well, and I will say there were no other cars on the road. Except for, yeah, trucks and, like, you know, pickup trucks and semi-trucks. And they all flew around us like, what are you doing? Get off the road. And we probably should have. Yeah, I mean, they were, they were pretty uh, annoyed with us that we were out there in the slow lane, going slower than they were, so. We did see one Prius who was just, you know... There she is. Her again. <laughs> Just throwing caution to the wind and going like 50. Um, yeah, so I just saw her again. Um, and she did. She was going like 50, 55 miles an hour when I was like flashers at barely 30. And I was like, I don't know how. She's going to spin out. She's going to do it. And then we got to where it started raining. And she was okay. And then there she was, there she was again. So good for her. Yeah, we keep passing her. And then every time we stop to get something we she passes us while we're stopped and then we pass her again because she might have been going 50 in a blizzard but it's no longer a blizzard and she's still going 50 (laughs) so yeah i guess she's just got she set her cruise and said whatever happens happens yeah (laughs) so other than the blizzard i really feel like this has been sort of a taster's choice of the perfect road trip I think so. Um, we listened to a lot of music. We, You've read aloud to me from a, from a book, which has been really nice. Yeah, I had said 
because you were asking me like to explain myself because I said this is like the perfect liberal road trip we stopped at Meteor Crater so we stopped at something interesting along the road a museum a, a museum of sorts and we um, we saw like a lot of the uh, ghost towns on Route 66 we supported our favorite artists in the car and, and enriched our lives with their new music and that means we listened to both folklore and evermore straight through yesterday and in just a bit we need to talk about that because there were a couple of songs on folklore which you hadn't heard yet or you hadn't heard the whole album yet so as we were listening to them a couple of songs came on and you were you had some opinions like you were saying oh that one wasn't my favorite and I and I told you that there's some information that you need to know before you solidify that opinion about. Oh yeah, 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 that's true. And and I told because I, I, I joked we started the joke of the perfect liberal road trip yesterday, and I said the only thing missing is some NPR and recording a podcast ourselves. Oh, and that was another thing we we have listened to quite a few. Um, we've listened to quite a few episodes of podcasts along the way too. We have. Uh, one of them was Hillary Clinton, which some people might argue is not liberal enough. But we like her, so there you go. Read her story, people. She was the most liberal girl in any room 30 years ago. She got cred. Yeah. Calm yourself. I, we're Democrats. That's what's happening. Um, and we also listened to Rob Lowe's podcast with Catherine O'Hara. We did. Um, Rob Lowe... He's interesting to listen to, because he definitely likes to talk about himself. Oh yeah, he loves talking about, and Rob Lowe's favorite subject is Rob Lowe. And his various projects. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's about it, so. And the the various people he knows, vis-a-vis those projects. Right. Well, and he did come to, to come of age at a certain time in Hollywood when... I mean, he just, he hit the mark right on the head when he was in the Brat Pack, and he did a few great movies, he's done a few few great television shows, and he's sustained, so. And, and he's still working, like, he, he mentioned something about, uh. Being in the trailer. Yeah, and being distant, and rehearsing with masks and everything, and I, and I was like, what is he doing now? And you told me he was on, what is it, one, four, nine, one, one. Nine, one, one, Lone Star. Lone Star. The, the the spinoff um yeah he's doing that but anyway um yeah so we joked we were like well the only thing missing is listening to npr and recording a podcast ourselves so we listened to npr after the snow this morning which we did and yesterday when you said uh we just need to listen to npr and do a podcast i said well do we really need to listen to npr because what's it going to be covid covid trump trump there you go and it was and it was covid yep we didn't listen long enough for Trump. Let's break down the, uh, the the old road trip a little bit. So we, the first big thing we did was, well, I mean, we drove until we got to Flagstaff, which yeah. is your favorite town in all the world. Uh, it, we'll see. I definitely want to like take a little mini, mini vacation and stay there and just see what it's like because I. I just love a mountain town. I love the mountains. I love the crisp air. Um, well, I went to Big Bear by myself. So when we get back to LA, I need to, we need to go to Big Bear one day. Yeah. Just like for a day trip. 
Um, but yeah, I've been joking. Basically, since we uh, drove out from Alabama to move to LA, and we stopped in Flagstaff, that was our last stop before we got to LA. I jokingly was like, oh, let's just stay here, it's real cute. And ever since then, whenever we have the opportunity to go through there again, I'd say the same joke. I'm like, let's just stop. And of course, while we were there the other night, I did my favorite thing, which is got on Trulia and looked at houses and priced them. Are, um, are they big houses? I mean, they're nice houses. They're not, you know, enormous or anything. But they're, they're pretty, they're nice, and they're nestled in the mountains and the woods. Oh my gosh, that's you and your mom's fantasy. Yep. Um, but then we drove through all the snow, and I, you know, that's definitely a mark against living somewhere like Flagstaff <laughs> now, said, is having to deal with that. I said, everybody wants a white Christmas, but this is what white Christmas is. Yeah. This craziness. The snow is perfectly fine, unless you have to travel in it. Well, you remember, I mean, it's the same thing with living in New York. Um, we would, we would sit in our, our, uh, apartment and the radiator would come on and the snow would be falling on the fire escape outside in our Manhattan apartment and it was all lovely and so romantic and picturesque and then you have to walk to the subway and you slide down in front of the strangers and bust your ass on the sidewalk. Yep. I haven't told the story about the man and the dog that I saw on the corner on this podcast yet, have I? I don't think so. <laughs> uh, I was walking, you know, probably to or from work on the streets of New York, and there was an older gentleman who was walking his probably equally older dog, and as anybody who lives in, you know, a major city like that knows, when the snow gets plowed, it just gets piled up on the corners, piled and piled and piled, until it just becomes like this massive mound of hard snow and dirt. And so... And they call it snurked. And people have to walk across it to get to wherever they have to go if they have to cross the street. So this poor older guy was with his dog walking, trying to walk over the snurt, and the dog was like a little bit too close to him, and he and the guy lost his balance and fell on his butt in the snow, and he just kind of sat there for a minute, and like, you know, was like slinging his hands in frustration, and then he looked up at the dog and said, you see what you made me do? <laughs> That's why LA's perfect because yeah we got real spoiled. Um, yeah. When uh when your mom was like, "Have you run into any weather?" We were like, "Weather? What's that?" What no. do you mean? Everything's fine. Ooh, look at that Whoa. beautiful church. Let's find out what that is. What is this church? Whatever your denomination is, will determine whether or not we boo and hiss. Yeah. I'm just kidding. We're awesome. churches are beautiful. Uh, it is first. Pentecostal church. Wow. Whoa. That's oh, unusual. There's, well, there's people outside of it, so boo and hiss, COVID. Yeah, I, I like Flagstaff. I would actually love to drive out to Flagstaff and maybe like spend a weekend and see if there's anything to do there. Yeah, exactly. Because I, I say I like I like Arizona. I don't know if that's an unpopular a cool opinion. thing to say. Yeah, I like Arizona. It was really every time we go there, the people are nice. Uh, everybody in Arizona seemed to be wearing their masks and taking COVID seriously, except for the lady at the Best Western. No, 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 that's no, not she true. She was great. She was great. That was the one in Oklahoma. It was the one that's in Oklahoma. That's what I was going to say. As soon as we hit Oklahoma, that's when we started seeing people just oh yeah yeah walking around in the gas stations and the hotels and everything, no masks. Yeah, it was the lady. Oh, the lady at the uh, Best Western in Flagstaff. She had a pet rabbit. She did. Or a little pet bunny. 
told us about how her mother has accepted the fact that she and her sister will not be giving her any human children. So now she's expected to bring her rabbit to Christmas. Could you imagine if we brought Benny or Bo to Christmas? I mean, I, I, I kind of think Mama would be into that. Whatever. My mother wouldn't. And my nephew, Coy, is allergic to cats, so it is what it is. Um, but no, the next day we got up and we went to um, went to a Meteor Crater. What did you think of Meteor Crater? That was really cool. Um, it, they were talking about how it's only, didn't they say it's only about a mile uh, in diameter? Yeah, like a mile and, and some, uh, some change. And the guy was like, oh, this is nothing. There are some that are multiple hundreds of miles wide and stuff. And you stand yeah. out there next to it. And, I mean, I can't in my brain compute what the size of a, you know, 100 plus mile crater would look like if I stood next to it. Right. Because it's, because it's very, very round. Like, it's very, um, symmetrically round. And so it, that would be a weird thing to see, the hole that would be that big. Um, I liked it. I thought it was interesting. It was interesting to hear the history of people, you know, kind of being drawn to this big hole that was blasted in the side of the planet. Uh, and But it is privately owned still, it which is, I was by surprised. Yeah. By the Bar... What were their, what were their names? Bar, Barto? Barto? Oh, no. Bernard? Bar, Bar, I don't remember. Barger, Bar, Bergeron? Barger? Barger? I don't know. Anyway. But their ranch is called Barty Bar. Barty yeah. Bar Ranch. And we, we saw that. It was neat. We kept I kept taking pictures of the landscape in Arizona and I was just like this looks like a painting it's not even it doesn't look like pictures it looks like paintings and I yeah. thought it was neat I'm going to show my sister if she hasn't already seen it um, she's been following our trip so she might have yeah uh, but I'm going to show her that picture that you took of um, of, the, of the of the window outside yeah and ask her, like, what do you think this is? And see if she says painting. Because it looks like a painting. It looks like a painting, but it wasn't. It was the actual the actual sky. Um, but, yeah, we were going to stop at other places. Like, I wanted to go into Winslow, Arizona, but so I could stand on the corner with the statue. We might do it on the way back. Um, we were going to go to uh, this little town called Tucumcari, New Mexico. Mm-hmm. We might do that on the way back. Get me some charquas. Yeah, apparently it's like this very kitschy town in New Mexico where, like, everything is kind of, like, 50s Native American style. I, I lo- I'm looking forward to that. Let us talk about Taylor Swift. Okay. Because I, well, let's just say, let's go into some detail right quick about it. So, celebrities are bored because they have to sit at home for COVID. Well, first of all, I feel like we should start this segment by saying, we like Taylor Swift, don't add us. Get over it. Right. I mean, if you don't like Taylor Swift, you're just like, you've got some unresolved issues in your head. Like, I mean, you, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, if you actively dislike her, like if her music's oh, well, sure. not for you, that's fine, whatever. But if you're just like, I hate her, it's like, well, well she did nothing. She literally did nothing to you. If you're that person that's commenting on her posts, like, Snake, delete your account, figure it out. (laughs) Figure yourself out. So, yes, preface that, we we both like Taylor Swift. But, like I said, celebrities are bored, so they have to find something to do. 
Um, you know, like the cast of Father of the Bride, they got together for a 30-minute sequel-ish for the Father of the Bride movies, and it was actually fantastic. Don't watch it without me. Okay, I was about to say, I haven't seen it. I, I watch, Don't watch it without me, but it's, it's fantastic. But, you know, there, there's some people, some artists, who are doing some really fantastic things. I'm going to go ahead and say it real quick. Just real quick. Again, like you said, don't at me. Because I don't care. I think Beyonce is misguided. A little bit. <gasps> Here's why. She always, like, has to one-up herself. You know, she's like... First, she came out with this album that... She made a music video for every single song on it and then released all the music videos and released all the music at the same time, you know? Yeah. And everybody thought that was just over the moon innovative. Sure, whatever. Then she releases Lemonade. And again, pure genius artistry. Because I actually really love a lot of those songs off that album that she... uh, released before Lemonade. What's that one? You know, Drunk in Love and EXO. I love you like EXO. My love is What like is that EXO. album? I don't know what it's called. I forget. Is that not Lemonade? No. Lemonade is just one big story. I guess I'm confused. Well, anyway, Lemonade, she released Lemonade as like a, like a drama music it video. It was called a visual album. Yeah, a visual album. And the whole album was like one long song basically sort of on HBO um, and she just walked through like the whole thing was an, was a music video um, so she's doing all that well you know and I always just like when artists like I hope Beyonce will do that again someday just be like I'm releasing an album next September get ready guys you know whatever you don't have to be like you don't have to reinvent the wheel your, your voice is phenomenal. So celebrities have been doing that. And, like, the celebrities who are, like, the greatest of all time, you know, stuff. Taylor Swift, she now feels like she needs to do a, do a goat move. Yeah. I guess. Whatever. So she released Folklore in, when was it? August? Uh, I May? believe so. Because it was, she released it when I was in Alabama. Oh, did she? For okay. My, for my, ex- well, that was for, August. For my escape. Yeah. For your getaway. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So now, this week, the 20th, I think. Or was it November 20th? Or December something? When Evermore dropped? Yeah. Oh, Oh, uh, no, December 10th is what it was. Yeah. 2020. So it's been out for three days. And so we, I mean, look at us. We're on the, we're on the cusp. Right? I finished the album before my sister did. And she's young and hip and keeps up with the things. I, I'm, I'm shook. I'm shook that I have finished Evermore probably before other people. Because I'm usually the last one to go. Because realtalk.com, we have not watched Tiger King. And I'm still trying. I'm trying to get you to do it, but I don't know if we're gonna. Um, but, you know, so we don't usually do all the things. But we did. We sat in the car and we listened to Folklore and Evermore. And we were like, do you want to talk about it? Or I was like, you know what? Let's talk about it tomorrow. We're going to do a podcast. Let's talk about it then. So let's get into it. Talk about it fresh and blind for you. Yeah. So what are your thoughts? Well, first of all, having listened to both albums freshly, 
I have to say that I'm probably going to have to listen to Evermore again. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was my first thing. Like, before I, I need like, to listen to Evermore again. Yeah, for before sure. I come down hard on, like, my opinions. But as of now, my opinion is that I prefer folklore because, it, to me, it feels like... And maybe this is the truth behind it. But to me, it kind of feels like folklore was telling a story and Evermore was just like, I got more songs. And well, that and was Well, I it. saw that that's what Taylor had said. We just, She said she and Aaron, whatever the guy's name is from The National, the band of The National, uh, they were writing all these music together, all these songs together. And she said, we just kept writing. We just kept writing. And so that's kind of what she said happened was just... She just kept writing, so she put out another album. Two secret albums in one year. Yeah. So, she's a, that's a goat move, I guess. Um, I'm pretty sure we're using terminology that the kids are no longer using, for sure. I don't care. Like, like goat and don't at me. <laughs> and Well, I'm going back to the early 2000s with realtalk.com. That's true. But that's ironic. It's like I'm wearing, it's like I'm wearing plaid shirts. I wear plaid shirts all the time. Well, some of the kids, they wear plaid shirts as oh, if sure. it's the first thing, yeah. it's the first time anybody's ever wanted to wear a plaid shirt. But it has shirt, to be like, like, like two sizes too big. Yeah, of course. And I'm like, duh, we did that in the 90s. Remember when I was in second grade looking fly? Back off. <laughs> uh, anyway, based on what I remember, Evermore had like one or two like beautiful, well, two or three like beautiful songs on it. And yeah. then one song that made me, like, bounce in my seat. And that was it. The rest of them were just kind of fine. I I was, I was think I'm more impressed on the onset of Evermore than you are. Because I really liked Happiness. That was one that I was like, oh, this is good. Yep, 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 yep. And see, that one to me, I was like, it's fine. Oh, I, I got it. I got it. I got what she meant when she needed that song to be written. Um, that one, um, I really loved, what was that name? Marjorie. Marjorie's a good one, yeah. So, and then, of course, Evermore, the song yes, Evermore. the song Evermore was great. I, I started crying when yep. I heard it. Um, it just made me think of my, the year that I've had. Did it do that to you? Because yeah, you I mentioned mean, even, that even you down to like that. Even down to, like, the specific things that she, the lyrics talked about, like yeah. writing letters and stuff. Yeah, I've written letters, um... And, like, she said around July, which is when sort of I sensed things changing. Like, my dad was coming home soon from the hospital and all that around July. And then... Yeah, the first line of the song is something like... Something like, in November... Like, here in in November, felt down in July or something like that. Yeah. It talks about feeling down in November. And that was when I hit rock bottom, was in November. So... It was just, I don't know, it was very personal, and I was, you said, I think Evermore is my favorite, and I said, I think Evermore is my favorite Taylor Swift song ever, at least right now, um, but you like folklore better. I think so. I'll say that on Evermore, I really liked, uh, Evermore, the song. I also really liked, uh, Tolerate It. That was like a heartbreaking song. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a good one, too. That was um, one that I, I liked. And then I also liked... Like, I enjoyed listening to uh, Nobody, No Crime. 
Yeah. Like, that was very, That was you know, a bouncy, like, That's the night the lights went out in Georgia kind of song. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but I don't think or I would... that Carrie Underwood song, Two Black, oh, yeah. Curse, two black Limousines mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. But I don't think I would necessarily, like, seek it out to listen to it again. Uh, but I did... I don't know what the name of the song was, but it's the one kind of, like, poppy song on the album. I remember what you're talking about, yeah. but... Um, I like that one. Yeah. Uh, but Folklore, I think has more of a like cohesive element to it that I really like. I like it whenever any album is a story and not just a collection of songs. Or is even just about something. Like Adele's 21 album was about a breakup. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I like, you know, I like that too. Uh, Katie Pruitt, uh, somebody who I'm obsessed, not obsessed with, but I love her voice. I just recently discovered her. Yeah. Uh, and her song, or her album, um, Wishful Thinking. Uh, that whole album is about something too and that's just something like that type of artistry is something that I appreciate more well do you do you want to go into some detail on folklore yeah so um, I purpose this one by saying I might not be 100% correct about these things so if the listeners catch me saying something wrong. If Taylor Swift's fans are like, that is not what that song meant. You are stupid. Feel free to correct us because I would like sure. to know the correct, you know. Yeah, I'd like to know the, I love knowing the, the, the pathology and such behind a song. So, one of my favorite it. songs, so, from what I understand, there is a through line that connects most of the songs on the album. Most of the songs are about something, which I'll get to in a minute. And then there are a few sort of standalone songs. Um, I'm pretty sure. Uh, and one of those standalone songs was one that you weren't super into and was the one that I said, oh, but if you only knew. Yeah, I remember saying it. What was the song called? Epiphany. Epiphany. I was like, I don't get this one. I'm, I'm, it's not keeping my attention. Yeah. So it's pretty, whatever. So it's a beautiful song. So when we finish this recording, I might make you listen to that song again right away. Yeah, for sure. Because you need to listen to that song with the understanding that she wrote that song from the perspective of her grandfather who who fought in World War II and like had to deal with one of his comrades like dying in front of him oh yeah and then so that's the first verse and then the second verse is his wife dying in childbirth what? his wife died in childbirth? Taylor Swift's grandma? I think so not sure about that oh wow but that's what the lyrics suggest so Next time yeah. we listen to it, listen to the words. Well, and you know, it, maybe it was a weird time to listen to it because we were—it was late at night. And yeah, yada, yada, you know, all this stuff. Um, so the rest of the, like, the main story of the album is something that she just made up, uh, and it's the story of these three kids in high school, uh, and it's like a boyfriend and girlfriend, and then over the summer the boyfriend cheats on the girlfriend with this other girl. Yeah, and with the then, other friend. I don't think they were even friends. I think it was just a girl. Um, Gotcha. So, I'll point out the songs to... uh, I'll point out later on to you the songs that are about... are that story. But, like, my favorite song in the album, Betty, is... Betty seems lesbian. So, it's the boy. She's singing from the perspective of the boy. Oh. And then there's uh, Illicit Affairs, which is the other girl. So, there's... There's two songs that the other now, girl... Now, Illicit Affairs I love was Illicit Affairs. so good. I love that song. I loved it. Um, so... And I the, here's the thing. When when Folklore dropped, 
I remember I was alone. I was at our house alone because you were in Alabama. When Folklore dropped, I was just like, oh, I'm going to listen. And I just listened to a few, and I'm like, I'm not impressed with this. You must be just bored celebrity. Goodbye. And then, like, I was just like, nope, sorry, Taylor. You missed the mark on this one. Next morning, I wake up, and everybody's like, this is the best thing that Taylor Swift's ever done. I'm like, well, maybe I don't know music. <laughs> so, and then I listened to it again. I was like, okay, I get it. I just, I get it. I actually had a very similar um, experience with it because I listened to it sitting out on my parents' back porch um, and I listened to the first few songs. I think I got to the first three songs in the album and just wasn't really blown away. Yeah. And I knew that everybody was freaking out about it. So I was like, what's the deal with this? So I had to like look up a couple of articles and read about why they were so good. And that's where I kind of learned this information and then my sister told me it as well. So then I went back and listened again and really, like, really listened. And that's when I was like, oh, yeah. I get it. Yeah, yeah. And I think, too, if you were doing exactly what Taylor Swift was doing, meaning if you have been off work this whole year because of COVID-19, I think it might have hit really hard really quick. But, like, yeah. we were running around. You know, I've been working the whole time until it wasn't. Yeah. Um, so it's just like my, you know, I, I don't know if that even makes sense what I'm trying to say, but it's just like sitting at home, being thoughtful for a year, yeah. you know, that's probably what she was doing. And she made this incredible exactly. album. And if you, all you're doing is sitting at home, being thoughtful, creating things like baking or art or like me learning French now, um, then it probably was very easy to slip into just hearing it and being in that space, you know, whatever. So, and but it took us a minute longer. Uh, I'll just also quickly point out that, um, so there's Illicit Affairs, and then there's another song, I don't remember the name of it, but there's two songs that the the other girl... Oh, yeah. Is, that, she, that Those are her songs. And the first song that she sings is more, like, fun and mischievous. And it's talking about how they're, like... And, like, in that song, it mentions... Like, when I pulled up and said, get in the car. And then in the second song, it's her, like, in a dark place about it. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, there's Cardigan, which is another one of my favorite songs on the album, which is from the point of view of the girlfriend who was cheated on. Yeah. And she says in the song, uh... When I felt like I was an old cardigan under someone's bed, you put me on and told me I was your favorite. And then, cut to Betty, where the boy is singing to her, and he says in the song, one of the lyrics in the song, on the bridge is, uh, standing in your cardigan, kissing in my car again. Oh. So it references previous songs. Yeah, that were I, told I from noticed other that. other people's point of view, yeah. I noticed that, yeah. So that it, kind of stuff, I'm, I just love. I think she's It's cool. interesting, and to me, that is so much, well, I don't know, I won't say so much more innovative, but just like, if you're going to do something special, make it special. Yeah. Don't act like you're just special. And then there's songs like, um, Last Great American Dynasty, which is about how she got her house in Rhode Island. That was fantastic. And it's just standalone, and it's a great song. Yeah, I like that. Last Great American Dynasty, because I was like, she always tells these stories, and then at the end... She was like, if I hadn't come here. And I was like, yeah. that's her house. Yep. I was like, okay. So, okay. So, before we wrap it up, 
on the end of Evermore, there were two songs. <laughs> well, actually, this was the deluxe edition. So not the regular one. So on the end of the deluxe edition, there are two songs of her singing from years ago. I think. It sounds like she was younger. It sounds like she Sometimes it's was. hard to tell. Well, that that one where there was that tinkly music and she was doing some real pop stuff. Yeah, she was doing like some like R&B stuff. Yeah, was like, it was what weird. Is happening right now? It was really weird. I didn't, I didn't like it. But then again, not. It didn't matter that I don't like those those two songs because, to my theory, that I'm about to pose to you, it lends credence to that. So here's what I think about folklore and Evermore, just from an artistry standpoint. We've known Taylor Swift since she was 15. She's been in the business for 15 years, right? This this song, um, or this this album, just sort of puts me in the mind of like this this is different than anything else Taylor Swift's done. Even though even the way that she presents her artistry, like I don't know, it just seems like she's this is this these two albums are a transition period from her, for her from like where she was in her 20s to like a, just a classic artist now. This is her blue period. Yeah. Where she's I think like, so. "Hey, I'm feeling some change and I'm going to try to work it out in my art." I think so. And I, I also like the transition from teen pop thing person, you know, to adult was a little more flashy with 1989. You know, it was like and real Lover. Fun. and well, I, Lover in 1989, I think they go, but that's not. The, I'm talking about the first time yeah. we see something new. Yeah. That was 1989, you know. Yeah. And it was flashy and it worked. I liked it, but that's that's how you are in your 20s, you know. Yeah. You transition into your 20s in that way, and you're like flashy, and you're like, and you're I'm like, gonna I'm take on here. the world and yeah. everything. And then when you're in your 30s, which she is, she's 30 now you're more introspective and you're a little more subdued if not calculated but also not calculating at all you know you it's keep all- your circle small yeah and then if no you, more squads you realize that you can keep your circle small in your 30s and with that small circle that you can actually trust you can have no holds barred right yeah and I, and and that was something i got from this album there was no like, even on Lover, when that song Me with Brandon Urie, yeah. there's a part where she goes, hey kids, spelling is fun, you know, and it's yeah. just like, even the chicky stuff is not there anymore. Yeah. She's grown up, and this is her grow up albums, yeah. or her grown up albums, you know? It's almost like, in your 20s, you say, I'm here, and then in your 30s, you say, what am I doing here? Well, and that's kind of what she's doing. Interesting, she's telling a story... And so, she's still talking. I mean, I don't know. It just felt like a purge for her. Like a purge of all the other things. Because I think the next thing that comes out after Evermore is going to be so different. That people are going to be shocked. That's what I think. Yeah. All right. Let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll do a little holiday talk.
So we are going home to Alabama for Christmas. Is there anything that you're looking forward to? And specifically, I mean, we're looking forward to being there, for sure. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the main thing for me. This is going to be the first time that I've been home for actual Christmas in four four years, years, five years, yeah. Um, Like, I remember the very first time that I had to call Mama and tell her, I can't come home for Christmas. And she was like, yeah, I figured. (laughs) Um, Oh, see, and I've never, in my 33 years, this is my 34th Christmas, and I've never missed a Christmas once. Yeah. Um, and, of course, this year I was like, well, over my dead body, am I going to miss Christmas? My dad died this year. I can't miss this Christmas. He can't not... It can't be so that he's not there and I also am not there. Yeah. Uh, and I totally, you know, support that. Like, it's very important. Uh, we... It, it, it's in no way similar. Or it's in no way equal to what you're feeling. But when my grandfather died, we were definitely feeling that of like the first Christmas with Papa gone. It's going to be weird. Yeah. And it was. Yeah. It was kind of. I mean, I don't mean any disrespect to you, Papa, but it was kind of fine. Like. Really. You know, we all laughed yeah. and we all had a good time, and we we took a minute to recognize who was missing and said a little prayer for him, and that was it. And then we all had a, had a nice time. Yeah. Well, and see, I just got off the phone with Megan. You know, everybody listening knows Megan's. My sister, her episode was two episodes ago, or three episodes ago, Um, and she's struggling a little bit now. Like, she's getting kind of sad, and and I've been struggling all year. Like, that's something that I haven't mentioned. The last five episodes were about grief, and then there's this episode where we're in a car, excited, and it's just like, I will pick back up and talk about some stuff in the next episode, but this is just the road trip episode. Yeah. You know, we... A nice I wanted, little palate cleanser. I wanted to have the conversations that we were dying to have about folklore and Evermore, you know, out loud for the record, um, and talk about Christmas. So, we will go back to that. But, yeah, Megan, she's she's feeling some stuff that I've been feeling lately. And so, she's like, I just can't wait for you. Like, she's waiting for me to get there. Oh. And, I, and I think Mom's waiting for me to get there. And, like, everybody's waited with bated breath for me to be there. So, did you see that girl? No. <laughs> she was, like, leaning under the steering wheel. Her head was, like, right here between the steering wheel and the radio. I guess that's why she's going 70 now. She was going, like, 83 a minute ago. <laughs> Sorry. The things you see on the road. Um, yeah, so it just feels like everybody's waiting for me to get there and... I, and I'll be honest, I want to I want to mention this on the podcast too. I had mentioned in the last episode, the last episode um, uh, before yours was Carrie's, and I had mentioned that I'm the first of my friend group, really, sort of people that I went to school with, to lose their parent. Since then, there have been seven of us, and that's been like three months. Yeah. So, so many people my age have lost parents. And it's been like, it must have been so shocking for everybody because it's everybody, it's people in your community and it's not like you come from a large place. Dad was the oldest. Yeah. Dad was the oldest of the dads who have died in this last several months. And I just, and Carrie, who was on the episode before the last episode, 
um, I had called her this past week, and she just, she, there was a different energy about her. She was sad. I could tell she was depleted. And then mom was talking about it. And then one of my cousins is actually in uh, ICU, intubated on the ventilator in the hospital. Um, Dad's first cousin. Um, he is doing a little better from what I hear. Still praying and all that. But it's just like I told you, I feel like I'm going to a sad place this year. But I feel stronger. I do feel stronger because you and I, we were determined to have some joy in our home. So we went to the store, picked up some some decorations and said, decorate the damn house. Yeah. Like we're going to have some joy this year. And so, and that really helped. It did help. And so I'm looking forward to bringing that joy to the family this year. And it sounds like, you know, I was sitting here when you were having that conversation with your sister and it sounds like that is the role that they want you to play too, you know? Like, it might be a little bit hard for them to hear those kind of things. Like, when you are in that space where you're just depressed, kind of the last thing you want to hear is somebody say, well, buck up, buckaroo, you know? Yeah, and, I, and I'm not bucking up. And that's, but you heard what I said to her. I said, yeah. I am going to bring joy. I feel like it's important to have some joy in the midst of all this sadness because we know that it's going to be sad. Dad's not here. I said, I'm going to try to bring some joy. My only hope is that no one tries to stop me. Yeah. Like, if I'm being ridiculous with the kids, because I got a niece and a nephew. Yeah. I mean, we all know Coy and Eden. Uh, Coy, Eden's 13. Eden and Coy just turned 11. So they're kids. And if I'm going to get goofy with the kids, I'm going to need all adults in the room not to be like, can y'all just be quiet? Yeah. Like, no, we're going to get goofy. We're going to We're going to laugh. We're going to have some joy this holiday season. And... That's what I told her. I said, I just need all the adults not to try and stop the joy from happening. And it makes a lot of sense what you said to her. You said, the sadness is going to be there whether you're being joyful or not. So you might as well be joyful. Yeah. Why not? I mean, we know that every every move we make and everything we do is going to be tinged with this sadness that someone's not here. And, you know, cry when you need to cry, but also laugh when you want to laugh. And don't just try to keep the laughter and the joy out because you're sad. Yeah. Because joy and joy and sorrow go hand in hand. Everything is a duality. And I also think that your family, especially those closest to you, like Megan and your mom, I think they listen to you and take what you say seriously, which is good. Um, because, you know, you told Megan, like, I know you're feeling sad, but, you know, get up, go put some real clothes on, get out of your comfy, lazy clothes, and put on some jeans and a, and a shirt. Do a little makeup, make sure your hair looks nice, and then go do a task. Yeah, And then well, she sent you a selfie, and she was like, I put on some lip gloss and mascara, and I brushed my hair. Well, and that's what I told her. I said, just, you know, not everything. Don't do a full face. Yeah. Don't go to Sephora. Put on some lip gloss, maybe some mascara, whatever. Just do something to feel like you're doing something. And I said, and go put on some real clothes, some like some jeans. Don't don't stay in the athleisure. Put on some jeans. Like look like you're going to somewhere, like a Christmas party or something. Because they were going out today to get firewood because they've got a real yeah. wood burning stove in their living room instead of a fireplace. 
and she's like, she was really sad and down. She's like, Chad told me I'm going with them to get firewood. And she kind of <laughs> laughed like, Chad told me I have to. And I was like, well, then get up and do it. Yeah. Get up and, you know, put a little lipstick on or whatever and put some, you know, just change your clothes. Even if you're already in good clothes, change your clothes and wear something holiday or wear your nice, your favorite top or something. And then she told me, um, I think you might have been about to say that. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, I would... She, uh, after she sent you the selfie and said, look, I did it, she texted you and she said, so it was a, it was the a gas woman. station, right? Yeah. She was like, they were at the gas station getting the firewood and a woman commented on her makeup and said, oh, your eyelashes look so long. You look, uh, you look really nice. Yeah. She said, your makeup's so pretty. You have such long eyelashes. And they were just on their way to get the firewood. Right. Like, wasn't even the person there. She just, just somebody out in public. I told her to do that. She trusted me, and then someone gave her a compliment that just made her feel nice, you know? And it's right. like... And that's what I'm saying. Like, I yeah. feel like your family listens to you. Even I, if they might at first be like, well, Kyle said both, so I'm just going to do it. And then good things happen. And I hope so, because, I mean, this is something you and I have talked about in private, that I really do try so hard to just live on a higher plane of spirituality sometimes mm-hmm. to just try to have positivity and manifest some good in my own life because especially now it's so hard it's been such a depressing year and I know that you know it's not just about dad dying or me losing my job everybody in America has had such a depressing year just to look around yeah I mean I know for me that's why the main thing I'm looking forward to is just being there because that's really all I can do you know it's not like I mean I'm sure I'm going to go to various stores with mama and uh, hang out with Kendall your sister my sister Uh, and I'm sure my aunt Amy is going to want to take me out to some Mexican restaurant at some point (laughs) but other than that that's really it like oh yeah my the Davis family Christmas where there are an actual lot of people has been canceled. We're not doing that. Um, is this the Mississippi River? No, we're uh, not there yet. No, 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 that's not right. Um, has been canceled, so we're not doing that. So really, it's mostly just going to be me, Mom, and Megan, Chad, my brother-in-law, and the two kids. But just being in Mom's house is going to be going to be cathartic it's going to be healing Mm -hmm. but like i told you last night as we were going to bed i said it's kind of weird i said i just realized this is the first time i'm going to the family home and it's just mom's house yeah because even when i was home in september dad was there awake and alive when Mm -hmm. i got there he wasn't by the time i left but this time he's not there and it's just mom's house right um and that got to be a very disconcerting feeling um and I'm a little nervous going back too because I spoke to both of my mom's parents and then my dad's mom who's still alive uh and let them know I'm surprised I'm coming home for Christmas and I asked them both about whether we were you know the family was going to be getting together and apparently both sides are trying to figure out how to do it and I'm nervous about that because I just want to come in and say, hey, don't, just, just don't do anything. It's not that big a deal. Uh, it's not that big a deal because, like, there was drama on both sides about Thanksgiving. Like, one side didn't do anything 
and people got their feelings hurt because of that. And then the other side, just certain people didn't, like there was miscommunication and certain people felt they were being excluded when they weren't. So because of that and silly family stuff, they're trying to figure out, well, how do we do it safely, but still make sure that everybody feels included. And I just don't care. I'm just like, it's COVID, who cares? Be an adult and understand that that's what's happening in the world right now and we're not doing Christmas this year. Well, and that that's what I was kind of saying too, that I'm going to a sad place because of all the people that have died and all the people who are sick. Thankfully, everybody is taking it seriously in my little, you know, my the extension of my circle, my, my little neighborhood of my small town, they are taking it seriously. And I'm thankful for that. And, you know, and even Sarah, friend of the show, she was like, well, it took them long enough, yada, yada. And I'm just, and, and I get why people are like that. I get why people are like fed up too little, too late. Yeah. Y'all need, you know, there's already 280,000 people dead in this country. It's too little, too late. It was really getting to me to, uh, to be in like the Southern Midwest and like Texas and Oklahoma yeah. In Arkansas. And just to see everybody walking around like there's nothing going on. Did not like, even you people, concern You them. really just don't care, do you? Nope. That's all it is. It's not even like you don't know. You just don't care. I don't think I don't think so. Like, because even if they don't understand it, to see me wearing my mask and not to pull yours up or have one on or whatever, you see that it's important to me, but you don't care. The, you know, so... But it's okay because we are we're going to a, a both of our both of our bubbles in Alabama do take it very seriously. Yes, blessedly. Somehow we got lucky with that one. Yeah. I mean, I I don't I don't know. I, well, my family got it. Like they got yeah, it see, quick. My, oh, you mean got it like got sick or got it? They like, got understood. COVID. Oh, right. They got they all got COVID and it hit them hard. Yeah. And so. They, they understood it really quickly. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm grateful that this is probably going to be a little quiet Christmas. And it's going to be peaceful. And it's going to be healing. Yeah. So, I think that's what we all need is just a peaceful, pleasant Christmas <laughs> with a handful of people who we can trust. Yeah. And just let it... Let it be what it is. Don't try to force it to be, oh, it's Christmas and COVID, so it has to count for something. Right. Like, just enjoy it for what it is and get... I don't mean get through it, like, get it over with, but just, you know, get through it in a positive way. Yeah. And we had Denny's for Thanksgiving. We did have Denny's for Thanksgiving. That was fine. You don't always have to... You know, not every year can be your best year. Yeah. This year, I mean, there is no way... That anyone could forget 2020. Right. This is going to be like 1929. Yeah. On the calendar, you know? So, well, that is our show for our little road trip. Are we going to do it again in the other direction? <gasps> yeah. Why not? <laughs> Why not? We should. Let's see. Where are we? We are moments away from pulling into Little Rock. Oh, no, we're not. Where are we? I think we're another, like, 50 miles out. Oh. No, we, we're beyond Little Rock. Oh, we're, beyond Little, we're, like, 50 miles out of Memphis. Oh, we're, yeah, we're 50 miles out of Memphis. Yeah. So, yeah. It's time for and lunch. And as soon as we hit Memphis, 
We're off the 40. Yeah, we're off the 40, which was like 2,000 miles. No, it wasn't 2,000 miles. It was, it was like, no, because it's 2,022 miles from door to door. Okay. Um, so it was like... 1,700? Yeah, 1,700 miles. We're almost done with this trip. Yeah. Well, guys, this uh, episode has been fun. I always like to record in the car now that i got the equipment to do it. Um, I hope everybody is having a happy holiday season. I hope you're wearing your masks. I hope that... You are keeping your distance from people you don't know and don't know where they've been. Uh, I hope that you do find some time and some way to have merriment in your heart. And 2020, she's coming to a close. We knew it would happen. So why not have a wonderful Christmas to end the year right? Stay safe, guys. Something's happening. Excuse me.